0: Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Michigan Trails Reports. I'm your host, Tom Funk, author of 50 Hikes in Michigan's Upper Peninsula and 50 Hikes on the North Country Trail. And you see me rabble-rousing and posting content on your uh, various Facebook hiking group pages. This week's sponsor, Gateway to Pictured Rocks, located in Germfast, centrally located in the middle of everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It's in the Eastern Upper Peninsula. It is on the banks of the Manistique River, and less than a mile from Cinni National Wildlife Refuge. Best part, you can reach Marquette, Escanaba, or the St. Ignace say- like, in under 90 minutes. Pull out a broken pencil, get a butter knife, sharpen that pencil lead, write this down. VRBO.com nine eight zero seven Six one, and as always, I'd like to thank my friend Adam from Kalamazoo, Michigan, for providing the music. Thanks again, Adam. Really appreciate it. All right, trail of the week. Uh, we're back to a North Country trail segment. Now this is a cool one. It's I don't think it gets much love because it's kind of in a goofy spot. It's kind of like between two things, between Taumata and Fall State Park, and the heart of the Hiawatha Eastern Unit. But this is a section from uh, M123 to Naomi Kong, which is off of the uh, scenic byway that goes on the south end of uh, Whitefish Bay on Lake Superior. It's an eight-mile stretch through the force along Lake Superior, as I mentioned, and it ends at the scenic byway. Now, the trailhead is south of Tuquamanon Falls Rivermouth Unit, uh, and it starts on a a snowmobile trail. And you hike in about one and a quarter miles or so, and you'll come to a bridge and uh, basically a sign that says, hey, snow oil trail's done. And it is a hiking trail at that point, and you'll be crossing the Silver Creek. And when you come to the byway, and you'll hear the traffic, the trail will squeeze between the road and the lake. And that's pretty cool, um, having the lake so close to you. But... Um, you know, you, you should keep in mind that if there is a northerly component to the wind and it's been blowing for a while, it does experience what they call seiches. And a seiche is basically where the fetch or the, the distance we, of uh, the wind is pushing the water is quite long and it piles up the water and actually pushes it into the woods. And the last time I hiked it, that actually happened. So if you have somebody that doesn't want to get their feet wet or doesn't want to hike this segment, a great strategy is if you're staying at Taquamon, have them drop you off at the trailhead, just have them drive around to where they would pick you up um, at the at the parking lot, and have them chill out and uh, enjoy a few hours on Lake Superior. And it's flat, it should only take you two and a half, three hours uh, to hike this stretch, more if you like to dawdle, uh, and you probably won't see anybody else on the trail. I don't think it gets very much uh, traffic, so... Um, yeah, it's a nice little segment and I recommend that, uh, you hike it. All right, trail conditions, uh, fire report, uh, recent rains, uh, well, it's dampened our area enough where there are no active fires, but it's still pretty dry. Please check with the local authorities about using fire, uh, open fires or even a fire pit. Um, and it's probably best just to take precautions, especially if you're in a super dry area. Bug report, well, the ticks, they're still everywhere, and they're not going anyplace. Uh, mosquitoes and black flies, well, the black flies are pretty much done. I haven't seen a report about black flies. Mosquitoes are atrocious, especially in the Upper Peninsula. Um, I see a lot of reports uh, coming out of Taquamanon and Pitchard Rocks that they're just awful. Um, yeah, and I'll say it, that's why I hike in September, because no bugs. That's why, well, it's one of the reasons why, but you don't have to deal with bugs in September, so uh just be prepared have the deet have the permethrin soak your clothes uh do all of that good stuff uh let's see oh um let's move down to a section we haven't done in a while and that is gearhead and gearhead is basically about gear and i want to talk today about the compass Oh, I know your eyes just rolled because you all know I love the compass and I'm not a big fan of electronic gadgets. But hey, I'm going to talk about the history of the compass. Um, I did a little research and uh, learned that uh, just like most of our cool inventions like fireworks and gunpowder and guns, the compass came out of China. And this thing is over 2,000 years old. And what they were doing is they were using lodestone, which is a naturally magnetized rock, and they were mostly using it for land navigation. And the first known description in writing of the compass being used for maritime navigation was in the mid-11th centuries uh, during the Song Dynasty in China. And uh the uh the Shenko provided the first explicit description of a magnetized needle that like floats on the water um in uh, uh 1088. So um the uh, later compasses made of these iron needles that were magnetized and they were magnetized by striking them with a lodestone. Um they were first described in medieval U- Europe being used uh in the uh, 12th century and into the 13th century. Um, the first usage of a compass in uh, western Europe around 1190 so you can see it's it's making its way west. Um, it was uh used in the Islamic world uh as early as uh 1232. Dry compasses were the norm and uh, then uh um, liquid compasses uh became a that's actually a recent development. They came into use in the earliest th- early 20th century. So they've been around for a while. Learn how to use it. They'll be around a lot longer than GPS units. All right, and in a pinch, you can use a stick as a compass. How? Well, put it as near vertical as you can. And when the shadow of the stick is at its shortest, that shadow is pointing due north. And, of course, this only works before noon and on a sunny day. But, hey, it is an accurate measurement for true north. And afternoon and before noon, there's some uh, there's some trigonometry you could do, but I won't uh, I won't bore you with that. Maybe I'll find a YouTube video and uh, post it on um, the uh, YouTube channel. Speaking of which I've been uploading some videos not necessarily videos I create but I've been kind of surfing around and I upload some stuff on Tequamanon and I think I put a Chris Point lighthouse uh, video in there. I think there's a Point Abbey video in there as well so um, yeah, check those out. I've just been slowly uploading other people's videos into some of the channels that I have. Hey, uh, seeing folks clip off miles. Uh, the only one that, uh, I know that, uh, has definitely finished, uh, their 100 miles since the last time we chatted is of course our friend Joan Young. And not only has she clipped off a hundred miles, Joan has completed the entire North Country Trail for the second time. So, Joan, congratulations. You are my hero. Uh, When I retire, I am plotting to use uh, your schedule. Because I thought it was pretty, your schedule was pretty smart. Um, You just ran into some weather challenges and such uh, that kind of slowed you down. And uh, Joan was not able to complete it one fell swoop. She had to take a, a break. Uh, starting this winter, I had to wait for the snow to melt in the UP and the northern lower to, to finish off uh, Michigan. But uh, she is the uh, uh, first woman to hike it all. There's been another woman, uh, Carolyn Hoffman, who actually hiked and biked it. But Joan has done it twice, and as far as I know, she's the only person to have done the North Country Trail twice. So, let's give her a round of applause. Congratulations, Joan! And uh, after her hike, she went on a, looked like a picnic and was eating a lot of good food. And now she's uh, getting some uh, well-deserved rest. All right, and gotta find my icon. It's this one right here. Hey, events and happenings and hikes and things like that. Oh boy, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, the North Country Trail has an event. Uh, page it has everything trail wide on there, and I went through there and kind of picked through a few things um, did not see anything on the Michigan hiking and backpacking page, the West Michigan hiking and backpacking page hiking Michigan's Upper peninsula page um, It's kind of odd because <laughs> it's summer, but you know everybody's kind of doing their own thing, right but there is something from northern hiking uh, northern Michigan hiking and backpacking Friday, July fourteenth to the sixteenth they have a Nord House Dunes camping trip. And Saturday, July 22nd and 23rd, they have a Pine and Manatee River kayak and camp out. So the North Country Trail um, website, to uh, events tab is northcountrytrail.org backslash events slash calendar. Let's see. Harbor Springs Chapter Group Hike, July 1st, starting at 9 in the morning. And they're doing, it says, Section 4, north towards Robinson Ro- Road, uh, 4.2 miles one way, hike out and back, or as far as you want. Spear of the Woods hike, is uh, they have a monthly hike on July 8th, 9 a.m. It uh, doesn't say where, oh, no, here it does. Uh, Little Manassee-Skoukles uh, Bridge Landing. Join our Spear of the Woods chapter on an out and back hike, or as long as you want. Um, West Michigan chapter hike, monthly hike, July 8th, and that is uh, 10 to 1, a, 1 p.m., uh, that's going to be at the Rogue River State Game Area, Red Pine Drive Trailhead. Um, just says they're going to hike north and you can turn around. Uh, there is a uh, Chief Noonday Chapter red, white, and blue hike on the Paul Henry Trail, uh, July 15th, 9 a.m. And uh, you're going to have to contact them to see exactly where it's going to start. I believe it goes through Middleville. Uh, let's see. Other things going on, North Country Trail Angels, um, I see gobs of requests, but they fly in hot and heavy, but at the last second. So it's always like, you know, with a few days' notice. And my favorite one most recently was taking a chance. I know it is last minute, but dot, 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 and they needed something that day. So to get them on there in advance, more than a week, I can certainly promote them. And the one I did see, um, there's a need on July 1st uh, for uh, doing a car spot, Uh, In Marquette County, west of Marquette. And our monthly random guided hike will be at Blandford Nature Center. They do these at 9 a.m. Tuesday mornings. They have a hiking club. So Blandford Nature Center is in Grand Rapids. So check that out. Uh, let's see. The only event I found is Saturday, July fifteenth. It's an annual Manistee River cleanup, and it is created by the Michigan United Conservation Clubs. I saw that posted. Oh my gosh! I think that was on. Oh boy, I think it goes on the uh, Chief Noon. No, it wasn't Chief Noonday. Oh gosh, I can't remember. Send me a message. I posted it on the on the Facebook page, um, but uh, I'm sure it's on the Michigan United Conservation Clubs uh, website as well. So. Uh, those are your events and such. And it's time for the reservation report brought to you by Michigantrailmaps.com. High quality maps of many of your favorite hiking trails like Pictured Rocks, downloadable maps, and books on hiking in Michigan like mine, at Michigantrailmaps.com. So I did a deep dive on Pictured Rocks, um, but kind of not really covering uh uh in depth the reservation report because basically we're at a point in time where my gosh if you don't have your reservations by now you probably are gonna have uh you know tough time getting them or not getting what you want but anyways i did a deep dive um so july 1st 2nd and 3rd are completely booked so you cannot make a reservation, and you cannot uh, uh, if you're going to start on the on the you know June 30th and go forward, you can't because there's nothing available. Um, July 4th through the 14th, inland sites and no water sites only. July 15th through the 25th, um, we'll call it creative scheduling. You can make something work. You may not get what you want, uh, but it looks like there's a little lull, and that typically happens every summer. I always say usually uh two weeks after the fourth of july there's like this lull and i've been you know doing this outfitting stuff for i did it for a long time and i'd see this lull i see it again but then on the 26th of july through the 12th of august uh basically you know beaver coves mosquito chapel they're all full and what you only have is slim pickings on your inland non-water sites um and uh, on the 10th and 12th there's only a handful of sites left. Doesn't look like you're gonna be able to put anything together on that. So um, this is the case through Labor Day too. Um, it's tough but doable. Uh, but you know weekends are gonna be slim pickings. So keep that in mind. Labor Day Saturday there's only 10 sites left, and once those are gone you cannot make a reservation covering the weekend. And guess what? Gobs of availability in the fall. And let's see, Beaver, Hurricane, and 12 Mile Campgrounds, as always, booked solid, six months out, uh, except for in the fall, they're starting to, you'll see some openings there. Uh, Grand Island, I didn't look at it this week, maybe I'll look at it next week. Sylvania Wilderness, uh, it's starting to get pretty slim. There are, there I saw one date that was completely full, but keep in mind, there are 13 non-reservable sites, and all this information can be found on recreation.gov, at, website, or the app. State Parks. Michigan State Parks. Reservations.com. I'm now looking ahead to Labor Day weekend for state park camping availability because, you know, 4th of July, everything's pretty much booked. I looked at Tequamanon. There are 10 spots left at Rivermouth. Uh, Hemlock, there's plenty of availability, but Portage campsites are booked solid. So there's still room uh, if you want to go up north to Taquaman over Labor Day. Uh, Backcountry camping sites uh, for Porcupine Mountains. Um, It's getting to be uh, uh, tough uh, to get your desired itinerary through Labor Day weekend. So if you don't already have one, you better get on it because you're going to be struggling to uh, piece together a hike. And Craig Lake, still gobs of availability. So if you can't get what you want at uh, Porcupine Mountains, consider Craig Lake. It is a cool park to go and uh, hike around in. Isle Royal. Uh, the Ranger, a few Tuesdays are, are full of uh, getting to the island. And there are some days with less than 20 spots available. But surprisingly, there's still quite a few days with availability for the Ranger. Not the case with the Isle of Royal Queen. Um, in July, there's only six outbound dates left, 12 inbound dates left. and uh, But all the Sundays are available. So if you can uh, go on a Sunday, you'll be uh, looking pretty good. And the uh, Royal Lodge and everything is going to full service right now through September 8th. And the weather forecast. Well, it eh, looks like we're going to have uh, periods of showers, uh, especially in, in the north. Marquette, uh, 60s and 70s, a few days of showers. great Wings, some chances of rain on Wednesday but otherwise dry and warm attempts in the 70s and 80s. Grand Rapids, uh, Dry Street continues, highs in the 70s and 80s. Uh, mix of clouds for the foreseeable future, and chances of thunderstorms. Hey, I created a one-stop shop webpage for all the various uh, stuff that I'm involved in, my various goings-on. So no more looking for a pen to write down all my various things. Just go to TomFunk.net. That's it. One page. It's all you have to remember. TomFunk.net. The other thing you need to do is right now is click the follow button. If you don't, I will cancel your Amazon Prime membership. Keep in mind, if you subscribe, you get the podcast the moments released versus me posting on social media when I get around to it. Thanks again to our sponsor, Gateway to Pitching Rocks, and the quote to end the show, An unexamined life is not worth living, and that's by our buddy Socrates. Thanks for joining us. We will see you again on the Michigan Trails Report. See you next week.